the bone. Yeah. Let's talk, dude. Let's do it, man. Wow. I changed it up that time. You did. That was a little weird, bro. I don't know what I just said. Hey, you. That's good. (laughs) Want to give him a little introduction? Special guest tonight, we have Mike Campbell. And uh, Mike's a member of the baseball team here at Manhattan College. And we've gotten pretty close over the last year. And um, had some pretty profound spiritual experiences, personal experiences, professional experiences. And just an overall well-rounded individual. Mike, um, what's up, man? Don't Please don't say your, ma- your name, major, and all that stuff. Just give us your authentic self. Just tell, tell the audience a little bit about you. Yeah, I'm not going to do no eyewash. Don't worry about <laughs> it. No. But, uh, I mean, I don't know what really else there is to say. You covered pretty much all of it. But you guys know me. I'm just here to vibe. And that's it. He's Word. a vi- he's a big vibe. <laughs> big vibes. Yo, honestly, I like that's all the audience needs to know. Just I'm here to vibe. Kid walks into the room and like you just feel chill. Just oh. chi- just chill vibes. Like gives a fuck but doesn't at the same time. Just mm. just lit. Before we start, bro, like Zach put me onto the word eyewash. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been fucking with me cuz like I have no idea what it means, but I know when to say it. I got it from Mike, so he's the guy to tell That's you. That's why I'm asking. So, Dude, like, there's no definition for eyewash. I knew it. No, yeah, there's no definition. You know there's no definition. You know there's no definition. You were searching for a definition that didn't exist. So, at least the way I use it, it's like things that society says matters, but you know it really doesn't matter. So, we get you know caught up on our own habits our own goals our own direction and we lose sight of what really matters and when we realize that we realize like that's eyewash like things that don't matter things things that you're complaining about or things that you know things that worry and stress you know cause you stress every day that shouldn't need to cause you stress that's eyewash uh word so for me it's like when i feel like something's off like, it just doesn't feel like it makes sense. It's just, like, that's fucking eyewash. Like, mm-hmm. that's eyewash. Like, why you, like, don't put that into my life. Yeah, bad, just bad vibes. Honestly, eyewash is bad vibes. That's what I feel like it is. <laughs> yeah. Are we, is it eyewash even trying to define it right now? I, probably. Yes, it's absolutely yes. beyond yes. eyewash. <laughs> Word <laughs> I. So. so, Mike, what do you want to talk about tonight? Because you have a couple things on your mind that I know that we have talked about for a little bit now. Um, and... I think our audience has heard a lot of self-actualization and goal setting and direction and, you know, Mm, you know, like we've we've kind of ingrained this message of, you know, get it done, figure it out. Right. But, you know, you come from the opposite side (coughs) of things where you're a little bit more chill and you allow things to happen. So what are some of the things that you do to just allow yourself to let things happen? Breathe. Mm. like even just today like i noticed just by paying attention to my breathing patterns i was able to change my emotions within minutes also within minutes i almost fell asleep because i was able to change so quickly do you do you want to get into the science of that because there's definitely like parasympathetic type shit we can if you'd like yeah, yeah. well no i think people would appreciate Absolutely. that because I think, like, individuals will hear, like, oh, breathing solves my problems or, like, my anger management or just shit like that. And then people are like, oh, that's bullshit. There's no way. 
But I think it's important for like, especially younger individuals, whoever does watch this, it's important for them to know like what it actually does. Yeah. I mean, today when I was in a bit of a rut, to say the least, I got to my class after feeling like this. And when I sat down, I looked up at the, the ceiling and I took a deep inhale through my nose, which scientifically speaking is going to be activating your sympathetic nervous system. And something that I struggled to do is activate my parasympathetic nervous system, which would be caused by a deep exhale. So just by doing that changed a lot. But I think the important thing to note is how valuable it is to just have the knowledge and be aware of how true the knowledge is. Not just that it exists, but that how like it's actually truthful. And that if you apply it, it will affect you. Because it's super applicable. And, I mean, they've done studies that, like, the longer exhale, like, you, you, you inhale for four seconds, pause for one, exhale for five seconds, pause for one, right? The filling longer, up the belly, right? Yeah, the filling belly, up the yeah. belly. The diaphragmatic breathing, breathing with your belly and not your chest. So if, if you're sitting at home right now and you're listening to this or in your car or wherever you are listening to this episode and you're consciously breathing notice what your chest is doing if your chest is rising and falling then you're breathing you know in a hyperventilative hyperventilative state but if you're diaphragmatic breathing which is what mike is referring to you're inhaling and exhaling through your stomach so you're you're allowing your stomach to expand and contract and you're using your muscle known as your diaphragm to carry the air in and out of your system now the longer exhale or paying attention on the exhale activates your parasympathetic nervous system which is responsible for rest digest and relaxation mm-hmm. yeah and so when we like you said can acknowledge that you have the choice to do that and then doing it it can be a pro you, you could massively change your emotions like this yeah i mean just like what you said there about choice right yeah what, what do people often think about choice? People often think that they don't have a choice when it comes to stuff that's internal, right? You think that you're just wired the way you are, right? That's what most people yeah, assume about themselves. Yeah, 100%. But, like, it's not true. And people just aren't aware of it, simply put. And once you bring that awareness, however you, however you find it, through whatever sort of state, that's that's where you realize that it's it's all cap it's cap and that you can do it you can't you do have yeah. a choice for those who don't know what cap means it's a lie bullshit, bullshit. basically and I, bro i think the like the hard part is recognizing that it's bullshit like recognizing that you do have a choice that <clears throat> like you can take a step back or literally take a moment to completely pause look up at the ceiling take a deep breath collect yourself and just find peace within a moment. And I think everybody's like, go, 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 go. And taking that moment isn't going to help. It's just going to, it's going to stop. It's going to like hold me back even further to where I want to be. But like at the end of the day, that one single moment will take you so much further than you would have went if you didn't take it. Building momentum. Yeah, bro. It's like building momentum. So when we pause, we allow ourselves to actually build momentum the correct way. Yeah. Instead of continuing to just roll over and, and hyperventilate, hyperventilate and be stressed and kind of go through the motions. What are your thoughts on going through the motions? Like 
just doing the same shit every day without even realizing that you're doing it. It's eyewash. <laughs> well, yeah, mega. This, yeah, this term is going to be used so fucking much today. <laughs> yeah. But no, but actually... Like, no, going through the motions is something that, like, we do because, like, we quote-unquote have to do because we have our, like, responsibilities, like, just anything... That's a daily task. Like, we have to just go through the motions sometimes. But if you only go through the motions and you don't take that pause, right, like we were saying, then you're going to be just in a constant state of just you're stuck. And reacting. You're just reacting. You're not actually being, like, a person. You're just what, a robot. Yo, fuck, bro. I was going to say, like, you're not being a human being. Yeah, like, that's so what does being a human being really mean, then? That's the thing. I don't. I can't fucking tell you right now. But... Well, I think it's con- like you're being conscious of your decisions. For example, when you go and reach out to a door handle to open up a door, are you doing that because you've just done it a million times and it's gut natural reaction for you to do that? Or are you intentionally feeling the temperature of the doorknob or the texture of the doorknob or the handle or whatever it is? Being conscious of that. Is I that wanna, being- no, see, that's the thing. I want to go completely against that. So today in philosophy, we were talking about um, taking walks through nature, but taking the same exact route the entire, like every single time and how it's kind of like muscle memory. Like, you know where you are. You could like do it with your eyes closed, essentially. So your your body's going to be moving, but your mental could be com- like somewhere else. In a sense, that could be living too and being present because even though you're being physically active, your brain and like your thoughts could be on something completely different, but something that's meant to be thought about. Does that make sense? Like we had the conversation today and I don't know with you in baseball, like when something is just muscle memory and it's, it literally happens like via your autonomic nervous system, your, your brain could be, I don't know, somewhere productive or somewhere toxic. I think there's a fine line. Hmm. I mean, in relation to baseball, like, yeah, there's there's definitely, like, a fine line. Because it's like, yo, right, for example, ground ball. I, I don't know. It's like, all right, sometimes, like, ball, ball, ball is too much, and you're going to miss the ground ball. Like, thinking, like, overthinking. Mm. But sometimes, like, just letting your body take over and not thinking about it, it just happens. Yeah. Like, when I swing a bat, like, I don't think. I'm just swinging. Exactly. You know what I mean, like. When you've done something so many times, like obviously, like scientifically, like your body just knows how to do it, but like you also don't even you don't have to try. And then, but you might have to try if you start not doing what you want to do in a sense, which is when bringing your awareness to it is when that usually happens, because you're most likely not going to be aware of every moving part in your body when you're swinging a bat. Every swing, you're not, because you you have to focus on the other objective, which is hitting the ball, right? So how do you, so are you more focused on hitting the like what are what are your thoughts at the plate? My thoughts at the plate are nothing mechanical, clear headed as much as I can be, and just predicting and guessing sequences as best as I can from the pitcher. That's all I think about. Mm. Strategy. If I don't yeah. strategize, I'm going up there guessing. Guessing. And guessing in a bad way, not guessing like percentages like you know in I your see. head 
what pitch is going to be coming because you've done your research about the pitcher prior to the game. You've scouted him. You know what to expect, right? Yeah. If you don't do that, then, yeah, you're going to go in the box and you're just going to guess. Guess or react to, like, more so, yeah. like, you're going to go up there without a clue. No. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for mindless activities, right? Because although I'm a big mindfulness guy and I preach a lot about being intentional and attentional about what you're doing, um, there's power, like you guys just said, in being mindless. But finding that balance of being mindful and mindless when appropriate, I feel like that's when you're able to recognize when. Like, when it's important to be mindful and when it's important to be mindless. Like, is it really that serious to recognize the temperature of a doorknob? If 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 you're if you're going crazy and you're thinking about just sometimes it is right sometimes yeah, sometimes yes. it's very necessary to just direct your sensation outwards. It's not about like the task, you know what I mean. It's not about grabbing the doorknob and feeling the temperature. It's about like being so here like right now like right now to the point where you don't you forget what just happened you forget the last moment mm. you forget everything up until right now and then the next moment comes and then you're just there you're always there and you're always super aware of what is going on within you maybe not externally but within you and you feel you you, you see you smell you hear you everything and you just you just, you just understand so as in your eyes, is forgetting important? Like, obviously, there's power and remembering and memory and that sort of thing, right? But is there is there power in also being able to forget? And when you recognize that you're forgetting things, does that mean that you're present? In my opinion, yes. That's exactly what that means. Because even as something as silly as just forgetting like that you just ate a meal like something that you just wouldn't normally give a crap about if you forget that and you go to the next thing and you're just there say you were you were eating and now you're at the gym and you're just focused at the gym you're not thinking about if that meal was was gonna fuel me for this workout you're not thinking about that anymore you're you're here like yes forgetting shows you it literally is an example live in human form you are present. And yes, we need to remember things, obviously. But there's a time and place to remember. And remembering, for the most part, gets people in places they don't want to be. Word. Yo, th- like, you're just, like, you're talking. It's the most wild thing right now. Like, you're talking, and I'm, like, saying what you're about to say in my head. I can tell by your reactions that you're... Can you? Yes. Bro, like, my eyes are just, like, going crazy right now. Like, I was going to say, like, there's a time and place to remember. So, as you were talking, I was just thinking about, like, you said lifting, and that I, main part of my life. And I was thinking of an example of, like, a squat or a bench or a deadlift and missing a lift. And if I were to miss one single bench press attempt, if I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, the entirety of my workout ruined finished I, sh- I, sh- I I might as well leave the gym in that moment it's not smart to remember it when I go home when I shower decompress and I could like maybe meditate or just be self-aware for the day that's the time for me to be like okay I missed this bench press attempt why I think that's super important I I think 
that that can bring us to the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about. Where, as well, bro, dive into it. Yeah, dive into it. Which is attachment, because mm-hmm. if you really think about it, like which most people don't, attachment isn't just like like things that are like really big, like it's stuff that like is tiny that like just gets stored in your subconscious mind that you just don't even realize you're attached to. And there are certain things that maybe like bug you throughout the day and you're just like, why does that bother me? It's probably because you're attached to it and you don't even understand why or how in what sense you are. But like connecting that to your bench, you know what I mean? Like you were attached to the idea that like if you don't get that one extra rep or whatever the case is, that like your self-doubt comes into it. Word, yeah. It's like competence, confidence, but like that. You know, and then the grand scheme of things, does it really matter? Word. There's so many things like affecting it. And in that moment, like my reaction would be, I just missed it. Like, I'm a failure. Or like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm being a little bit dramatic yeah. right now, but that sometimes that's the thoughts that run through people's heads. But in all reality, I didn't sleep well that night. I didn't eat the best that day. I ha- I'm anxious about a certain test or some something. There's yeah. something going on that caused that. But in the moment, I'm just thinking, fuck, I missed the lift. I'm not being, um, there's a word I'm looking for. I'm not going to find it. But you guys get it. Yeah. Well, someone can be listening to this and saying, well, in the present moment, I'm thinking about, for, or in the present moment, I am not forgetting like I in the present moment I'm thinking about that right but if you think about it if you're thinking about what you just previously did you're not in the present moment so although you might be presently thinking that you're not your attention is not on where you are this second because you attached yourself to it yeah yeah at the grand scheme of things it's the attachment factor and mike brought up a great point right before we started here i i said vividly out loud i was like i need my notepad in front of me and i looked at him and i was like hmm, i did you catch that like i just said need like i need my notepad and that's that's a small little attachment mm-hmm. that i've had in the back of my mind thinking that i need the notepad in front of me granted it's right here in front of me right now because i got it but that something as little as attaching yourself to a notepad and something as big as attaching yourself to a phone or something as big as attaching yourself to another person yeah, or right. a drug like nicotine, drug. caffeine, right. just granted there's physiological effects of it, but it's still at the end of the day, like you need it. You're attached to it without it. Can you function? Mike, how do you get rid of that feeling of, yeah, like, of needing something? I think the first thing you can do is stop saying that word need like <laughs> seriously, like, I don't think I've said that word in the last, like, two months. And, like, if I have, it's been a joke. But, like, even joking about it, you're mm. still attaching as much as you don't think you are. Like, it's sti- even if you think you're joking about it. Like, your subconscious mind doesn't know what a joke is. It just does. Yeah. What about want? Is want the same as need? No. Okay. I think those are two different words in the sense that when you need something, you kind of... Obviously, you attach to it, but if you're... If you're just attaching to an idea, it's not as bad as like attaching to the physical thing, like having it and then not having it and then saying you need it. It's like this notebook. If it wasn't here and you still said you needed it, then that means that you're attached to it. Something that's not here that you've had. If you've never had it, but you are just saying you need it because you think you do, then it's then that's different. But want, if you want something, then it's not, you don't have it right now and you never have had it. 
let's mm-hmm. say. So let's say that's the hypothetical. Therefore, I don't think it makes I don't even think it makes sense to compare the two because like wanting doesn't attach ideas to anything unless you allow yourself to confuse wanting for needing. I see. So let's say, for example, I want to be the best mental performance coach in the world. You could attach to that idea. I could attach to that idea. And as soon as that want becomes an attachment, that's that's when it becomes a need. Yes, absolutely. So they do correlate, but there's a fine line in which if you cross it, then you need it now. You're bot- you, you think you need it. So my question is, how do you constantly hold yourself accountable? Like, how do you just recognize? Like, how do you, is it a mindfulness thing? Like, do you mindfully just continue to practice and recognize when you say the word itself or when you have the feeling attached to the word? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really the feeling. Because if you, there's no feelings attached to it and you just think you're attached but you don't feel anything, then you're obviously not. But if this thing starts causing, like, emotional stress uh, then then it's clearly a problem and there's it's not a good attachment there's good and bad attachments and but eventually all attachments become bad in my opinion because then you become reliant on it and once you're relying on something then you no longer become self-sufficient and if you're no longer self-sufficient then you're you're screwed you're fucked so i mean there's like maslow's hierarchy of needs you know like the basic needs like water food shelter you know, honestly, social, you know, like, like, like being social with people, um, you have like the need for your parents or, you know, for, for social interaction. But then there's like, I need a car or I need a house or I need this. Right. So like you said, I think there are different levels of attachments and needs, but when we become reliant and dependent on an outcome, then we're never going to fully enjoy the practice or what's what most would say process to get there or just enjoy the now because that right. is that is as the process you can get engulfed in the process because the process is not always right now the process is a timeline right and mm. right, that's you know what i mean because a process is a step a step of goal like a, like a bunch of goals put together in which like you want to get to the big goal, right? Yeah. So that's just the way I look at it. So process. So people can confuse process and practice and think that if process is on a timeline, right? If you're trusting the process, you technically could be still orienting, orientating yourself in the future exactly. or orientating yeah. yourself in the past. That's why I say practice because practice is a little more present. Yeah. That was one of the first things we talked about. Yeah. Was process versus practice, and yeah. we use an example of like um, a GPS. And if you're too worried about the destination, you're not going to be worried about, like, where you're actually driving right now. Like, uh, we just drove down to South Carolina. Perfect example. It's the first, like, hour of the drive. Gorgeous sunrise. Mm. It was, like, 6.30 in the morning. It was ridiculously early. If the only thing I'm worried about is South Carolina and getting there, I'm not going to take the time to, like, literally look to the left and see something that is gorgeous. Because I'm just so worried about my destination rather than where I'm at. And I think in just life in general, people are always worried about where they're going to be or where they were. Well, you guys are just that you, I'm just repeating what you guys said. Yeah. And, and like, even when you're at, when we're on vacation or when you are 
technically where your uh, your your goal was, right? Like, let's say for you, your goal was to be in the major leagues, and you actually were in the major. Like, you now like like teleport yourself into the major leagues right now. Yeah. You're there. Yeah. Cool. So, what's next? Like, there's always going to be a what's next. Absolutely. Always. But until you just fully enjoy right now, I don't know if that's like th- that's where you can probably truly in, uh, feel abundance. Like abundance. F- I like that word. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, repeat what you said about what's next. Just one more time. You're, al- you're always going to f- if you're constantly seeking something else or uh, seeking an outcome. Right. Like, OK, for like now you're in the major leagues. Now I want to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. Like, when is it ever going to stop this? Not so. Say that that's that's the case. Right. So say I'm looking in the future. and I'm like, OK, I want to get to the pros. What do I got to do to get there? Right. Take I take the pro- appropriate steps to, to get there. And I say I, I luckily everything falls in the, the way it's supposed to. And I, I get there. Then when I get there. Then what I'm done, you know what I mean? Right. Then, then there's no more goals Then you're just you're going to set another goal. And then you're going to be doing the same thing over and over again until you realize that it's it's you could set the goals. But once you set the goal, now it's time to come back and it's time to be here, because if you don't plan ahead, then, yeah, you're giving yourself a disadvantage when it comes to like having a structured, organized direction to get to somewhere. But if you're just constantly living like you're there and you're not living where you are in right this moment then you're probably never even going to get there. Word. And bringing it back to attachment, it's like the the structure that you set in place, if you attach yourself to that and something goes wrong, what's going to happen? You tweak out. You're going to bug out. Because, like, this went wrong, so I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. So, again, the end goal is making it. But if you attach yourself to the structure or the process of making it there, it's just it's toxic mm-hmm. rather than having that thought of I want to make it somewhere but really focusing on right now it's like okay that happened sometimes I fell off course a little bit but I'll hop back on last week we had a, a guest Max Markey and he talked about um, the laser laser theory or something so yeah. when you point the laser at a target if something blocks it what do you do he made a whole list of it, like be creative and there's a whole list of things to do but don't get caught up on it because you're attached to the structure that you set in place. Be adaptable, essentially. I think attachment and like awareness are like like needed for each other. And I'm gonna use the word needed in this in this situation, although I said I wouldn't. I don't like using that word. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I knew it was gonna happen. I knew it was gonna happen. But like, I mean, if you're not aware that you're attached then you don't know you're attached. Therefore, you can do nothing to fix it. Bro, if you're not aware that you can make a choice to sit back and breathe, you're not going to sit back and breathe. Awareness is everything. Choices everything. everything. Everything is everything. Fuck. <laughs> one with one. One is, um... That's crazy, yo. <laughs> like, I, I, I've just been caught up on this idea of choices lately because we do make choices every day. But it's almost like they're automatic. It's almost kind of like we're not choosing to do like we're not consciously choosing to do it. We're subconsciously choosing to do it. And then we complain all the time 
about the outcome. Is that walking through the motions then? Is that like the definition yeah. of walking through the yeah. motions? That's why like I, I love when I, I love when people say like, oh, be well or, you know, when they like sign off an email and they're like, oh, be well or best regards or like with like, you know, sincerely. Sometimes I sign off my email to a stranger with stay conscious, Zach. And I get a response back sometimes, and they're like, "Ooh, like I, I liked your your ending. I liked what you said." Because not a lot of people say that. And what do you mean by that? And I literally say, "Be intentional about almost as many things as you can do throughout the day, as many things as you can." And it kind of goes back to the whole door handle thing. Yes, is getting caught up on a door handle toxic? It could be if that's all you're focusing on. But I'm talking about intentional decisions, doing things on purpose. Because when you do things on purpose, that's when you bring meaning. That's when you have a, a sense of control. You know, like what? What are your thoughts on having a self, a sense of control? Because sometimes I feel like we lose control of ourselves and we just too weak for no reason. I think losing control is thinking in that moment that you don't have a choice because oftentimes yeah. I myself do it consistently throughout the day where I think that like I have to do this and like there are times where like I have to do something because it's like say I have to do an assignment I have to go to practice I have to go to a game I have to work out because I whatever like you just constantly like hopping you know what I mean you constantly doing things from, doing from thing to thing yeah but like if you're able to like bring it back to what I was saying, like detach from all these things and just appreciate them for what they actually are, which is just something to bring you joy, then that's when flow state happens. Get to. Yeah, get to versus have to. Yeah. Talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Whole episode. Uh let's let's go into something else here. Let's um let's dive into the fact that people don't care what you do. Oh word! We talked about this earlier. Like, I love this. I love this part of. I like, love the part of this podcast. I, I've been obsessed with this idea lately that I can do whatever I want within reason, right? Not just randomly just piss people off because I like it, right? But I can do whatever I want in terms of just walking on, you know, walking in places people usually don't walk on, or sliding down railings, or you know, talking on FaceTime in public with, you know, like loudly or I don't know, something obviously within reason and, and being respectful, but people don't care what you really have to, to do. And it's almost kind of like we really think people do care. We really think people care about what they think about us. It's in my opinion, that's has it's due to one thing only. It's the fact that like we ourselves judge people. Therefore, we think people judge us, whether you want to or not. Like you're judging people subconsciously, or whatever, whatever the judgment is, you're always judging people, and I think that's why. Word. I think if you could just say it doesn't matter, in most situations, the freedom that comes from that is exponential. Mm. Like if I see somebody doing something obnoxious, doesn't matter. So when I do something obnoxious. I'm not going to think it matters. Yeah. Again, obviously in a respectful level, but yeah. you know, like like the three of us that were playing frisbee on the quad. Ripping and it. Just ripping, ripping frisbees. It. And I mean, I'm all over the place jumping over the chains, you know, in walkways, cutting people off, whatever. You know, I'm not being a complete asshole, neither neither are all of us, but 
you know, some people wouldn't even step on the grass because there's chains there, right? Because there's like there's like this like gated like chain around the the green, but people won't even step in the grass. And but it's so natural for us to just go step in the quad, like just step on the grass. But people don't don't even like take that step over, you know. Meanwhile, we're just ripping frisbees across. Yeah, because they might think that we care because they themselves judge. Right. So for them to judge. They always think that they're getting judged. Perfect example. We went golfing. South Carolina, we went golfing. And the first few holes, I was so caught up on the fact that, like, I thought people gave a fuck. Like, behind us. They, oh, yeah. they might have. Is that how you were playing? Yeah, like, too okay. fast or too slow. Oh, I see. And that was all I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. So, I wasn't even playing that bad, but, like, I couldn't enjoy it because I was so worried about who was behind us until we stopped and just said, why exactly? Why are we thinking about what they care about? And like, this is our time word and deep down, but like deep down though, if somebody was playing in front of me or in front of us, I would have given a fuck like, damn, they're playing slow. And like that would have affected my game. So if I didn't care about either or Mm. freedom, freedom, I'm living my life. And I get to enjoy the moment because I'm not worried about what everybody cares about. Like I don't care. I don't care if they care. Yeah. And I don't care if somebody's gonna be in front of me slowing me down. Mm. Yeah. So like you're being indifferent. You're just like whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Who cares? God. But if it doesn't matter, then why do people still do it? I don't know, bro. I don't know. Because like we know it doesn't matter. But why does no one else know that it doesn't matter? I think because there's this deep-rooted subconscious idea that people care. Like that everybody gives a fuck. Everyone Where did that come fuck. from? Where did Society, it come from? bro. Like social constructs. Like the fitness industry, for example. Like you have to le- look a certain way. Right, like or that to, there's eyes on us. Yeah. But in all reality, no one cares if I have a six-pack. Yeah, no. No, no one cares. No. And if they do... Okay, cool. Maybe I can make a business out of it. Like, who cares? Yeah. It's like... Uh, Live for you. I'm doing it for fo- me. There's FOMO, fear of missing out. Obviously, we that that's a term that, that's thrown around quite widely and people are familiar with. But then there's this FOPO idea. F-O-P-O, FOPO. Fear of people's opinions. Mm. I never heard of that before. I've really? never heard of that either. That's dope. That's fire. So when you're f- afraid... Of somebody else's opinion of you, you're not acting for you. You're acting for them yep. out of fear, and you don't even know it. It's like you just do it, and you're comfortable with it, but you're really not comfortable with it. Well, when I feel like when people do that, they're not aware of how their body's feeling. They're just like they, uh, they're so used to how like the reaction their body makes that they don't understand like, how important it is to like bring your presence to how you feel. Like the people like run away from it for the most part. Like nobody wants to deal with like being like upset or like being like feeling like crap like no one wants yeah. to deal with that and like once you realize that like it doesn't it doesn't actually like matter like you can change like that then like that's when you can like stop doing the things that like cause all this pain you've been mentioning the body a lot and i i love it but there, for you to mention the body and the word you and have it being two separate things yeah you're gonna say this <laughs> that that's interesting to me because if we are not our bodies then what are we because I, our bodies give us the truth right See, our, i'm gonna be honest this is where i like check out low key 
This shit, it something. confuses me, bro. It let's get into it. Me. Yeah, let's, let's do it, it bro. What is your thought process when I say that you can separate your ego from your body, from your spirit? Did, like, does that make sense? Did you see my reaction on the quad? Like, why are you asking me that question? I'm asking you because I want to <laughs> know, like, what you actually think about it. What like, the fuck? Like, do you just think nothing? Like, you just no thoughts coming here. You're like, well, I don't, I don't know. It's like a, it's like, and I get it, but I don't. Mm. That that's literally what it is. Like, like okay, but like what? Uh, Does that make sense at yes. all? Yes. That, like I mean, I don't even, th- I don't even think I fully understand what like spirit means, or like what ego means. But it's like I feel it. I guess I don't. You feel the answers more than you know. Yeah, like, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't put it into words for you. But, like, today on the quad, when you were like, I'm able to separate my spirit from my... Yo, I have a... Yo. <laughs> you want me to do something so I can figure it out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know where you're at. I know where you're at. You could probably put the two and two together. Do you have the same ability... As what I described when it comes to, like, earlier today when I said I was able to compartmentalize, like, in my head, like, paint a picture. Yes. And make it become my reality. Yes. Because that's what I was able to do. So, tell the audience. What yeah, word. It, tell me. Like, I'm what, what does it mean to compartmentalize and to recognize the difference between, like, what you said, spirit, ego, and... So, the best way I guess I can put it is that... I'm able to, in my head, look at my ego and my body, like, as one. Because that's the best. That's how I choose to look at it, because I have the choice. And I choose to look at my, look at that ego and body from my spirit. Because my spirit is my true, authentic self. And some people never even discover there's the true, authentic self, which is honestly kind of sad to think about because all it does is bring you joy and it's incredible honestly because that's its only purpose is to love love so you said carpentiment compartmentalize i said carpal tunnel i was gonna say carpal tunnel word (laughs) compartmentalize right what does that look like in real life? Yeah, like what 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 do you like like actually see or like actually feel? Like can you put it into words for me like yes. What it means to you or like what it actually is? I don't know if I could say what it means, but I can give you a like a clear picture on how I can com- That's all can I show need. you. That's all I need. So, picture a box that has a line down the middle with my ego and body like thrown on one side and my spirit thrown on the other side. And then picture a window in between in which it goes up and down. Not like side to side. Up and down. Like you can like close it, shut it, whatever. And whenever I want, I can open it and look at my ego and body from my spirit. So what is ego and body? My ego and body is what I've realized, at least just for myself, because this is all an experience thing. Like my ego is my identity. Like it's Mike Campbell. That's my ego. Right. Like it's it has its flaws. It it does what it's what it thinks it should do. But after realizing that, like, Mike Campbell isn't isn't my spirit, my spirit is who 
who I am like when I'm by myself. Uh, when I'm like no one's around and I'm doing me and I don't give a fuck. Word. Like it doesn't matter. No labels. What no anyone thinks. Candles, you don't give no a fuck what anyone thinks. No baseball team. No baseball team. Just there's no name for it. It's just it's just it. It's it's it's, it's an essence. It's it's I, presence. I am presence. It's I am. I am. It's I am. Yes, it's I am. Word. See, that made me get it. It's an energy. It's a loving energy that you can. That's always there. Always. But you have to you have to open the window, and you have to take us. You have to walk from the ego and body through the window. You have to crawl through the window and be on this side. Do you see your body like crawling? No, I, I mean yeah. Right now I do when I'm describing. I like picture myself leaping through the window. And now my body and ego, they get left behind. Like, like you know how, like, the picture of, like, a ghost coming out of your body when you're laying, when you're dead? That's exactly the way I would put it. As soon as you jump through the window, there's an invisible barrier that just stops your ego and body. Mm. And it gets left behind. And your spirit just goes straight through. And it's free. That's <laughs> it. It's yeah. almost like... It's, yeah, that helped. Yeah. It actually helped a lot. It's like by paying attention to our body... It's the key to understanding the spirit. By paying attention to our emotional, our visceral reactions to things. For example, if someone just walked in that door, stuck up their middle finger at me, and I started to feel my heart rate race, by paying attention to the heart rate rising, I'm able to separate myself from me and my body, right? So my body is giving me the clue that I'm becoming upset. Like, this is getting me angry, right? But by recognizing that there is a difference between my heart racing and my perception of the heart racing, I'm drawing that window. I'm, I'm creating that boundary between what my body's doing and where my spirit is. So when we look at our body and we understand our emotional reactions and reactivities to uh, whatever happens in life or the environmental stimuli. When we analyze what our body does, it almost gives us a key to our soul and to what truth really is. I feel like I do that, but like it's only like 15% unlocked. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's definitely there's like that, yeah. there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely like the window is not always open. Like no. like it's sometimes halfway open. Sometimes it's like fully barely open. open. Sometimes it's fully open. Sometimes it's fully open. Not even there. Not even there. there. The, the line is gone. There's no wall. Yeah. 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 It's it's incre- it's it's not something that really words would like do it no justice. Like, I get that. No, I get that. Bro, he yeah. knows. Like I'm a a feeler. What's what's what do I always say? It's a state of experience being. Like to understand it, you have to experience it and like get to a point where like you're able to experience it. Again though, but it's also education too. So like now that I I know it and like now that I I pictured it and like kind of understood it, not that I'm going to be looking out for it, but but I feel as if when it happens, you're going to recognize it. Like I okay, perfect example. I'm in an exercise statistics class. And today, for one of the assignments or whatever it was, we had to check our heart rate. Mm -hmm. And for me, whenever people tell me to check my heart rate, my heart rate goes up. Same. 
And in that moment, like, I get it. Like, I did it, but I didn't know I was doing it. Like, I, I was like, oh, this is happening. I'm going to mm, kind of separate. See. Longer exhale. Wow, this is coming full circle. Take a deep <laughs> breath. Yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Comes back down to 59. Shot up to 75. Now it's back down to 59. It's that mindfulness of separating word. And now like, and now that I get it even further, I think I'm going to recognize those moments even more. That was just one moment of a 12 hour day. Like who knows how many more there were that I just missed yeah. completely. And then you realize you're living two different lives, my friend. That's what we talk about when we say that we live, we living two different lives. Like word that distinction, like become like it's come to the point where it's so like, distinguishable mm -hmm. like you just see it and like your head and you're like okay bro like for like now i'm recognizing like for me to be like is that people pleasing earlier today that was such an idiotic statement i wash i, I wash I fuck yes yes correct and i just get it <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, yeah it's yeah. there it's there it's definitely there it, it's like i want to just roll in the grass sing and talk and hug everyone that's literally what i, I just want to do, do handstands handstands in the middle of the gym <laughs> and not give a fuck about what anybody and I, thinks and i just want to be i just want to roam free i want to just hike i want to do i just want to go i just want to do right that that's what one life is telling me and the other life is telling me sit your ass down and do that paper sit your ass down and get that scholarship done sit your ass down and make a name for zach oliven will you jesus right who, who who's talking to you who is it in which in which case it's your ego yeah in that case it's my ego yes, yes okay. because my ego is attaching to this idea that i need to be someone or be somewhere or do something because that's way. all your ego's ever known that's my e exactly but it's but but i'm not saying that that like that bad thing like like we need our egos we need them to be a functioning society right human to society. function in yes, society you do. We can't just like just roll in the grass and tickle each other all day <laughs> imagine just having tickle just ripping tickle fights that'd be tight like that'd be crazy. Imagine <laughs> just fully ripping tickle fights everywhere we go, so just tickling mean. people, or like ripping ass, or just ripping. <laughs> yes, just because it's, it's natural. Just it's natural to <laughs> fart everywhere. Social constructs. <laughs> Fuck them. You know what? I, I texted my mom the other day, or I actually called her. I said, "Mom, I even texted you this too." I was like, "What if people just started farting unapologetically, <laughs> not caring?" Like, what would happen? And I guess, like, gut instinct is to say, well, the world would be a little stinkier place. That's what but, I said. That's the and, first thought that came to my mind. Oh, that's right. That's right. So she had the same thought. And then she was like, well, like, that, you're just going to be a dick. Like, people are just going to think you're an asshole. And, like, you have no regard for manners. Because that's like, what society has structured it to be. What if you don't care? They probably don't even care. What, Like, what if that person was, like, good for him? He they, farted. I've said that before in my head. Yeah, like good for that. Good I've for been that. Like, guy. Good for you. I don't have the balls. <laughs> yeah, like farting in class. Like me, it. me doing a like me, <laughs> me doing a handstand in the middle of the gym. I could have easily been like, oh, like people are gonna judge me. But what if there was one dude in the corner that was like, ah, good for that guy. Yeah, just cheering me on. Who knows? So why care? It's like hope. Who knows? So why mm. give a fuck? You should live for your spirit, not for your word. Ego. That's like, Ooh. that's I'm not, I haven't said that one before. I just came up with that on the spot. What did you just say? I don't know. <laughs> I forgot already. I, I'm not even joking. Like this whole podcast, like you guys have been talking and like I've been so present where I've just been forgetting everything. Good for you. You said I live for my spirit. Yeah. Or you, you, should should, you should live for your spirit, spirit not for your ego. ego. But 
unfortunately, you need a balance of both. Word. I feel like the ego gets you a job. Yes. The spirit makes you not have to walk through the motions. The spirit allows you to, to live an emotionally free life, in a sense. Word. Because emo- emotional freedom is kind of insane, if you think about it. Because people, a lot of times, are really caught and trapped in their emotions. Like, I'm, I am consistently too but i now have the tools to be able to take myself out of it right that's good you're allowing yourself to feel them i think i'm a firm believer in allowing yourself to feel your emotions emotions are so good we need emotion it's, it's an amazing thing however being able to snap out being able not just to snap out but in order being able to recognize that emotion where it's coming from why it's happening what it's doing to you finding out those answers first and then being able to say it's okay allowing yourself to feel is super important but by also giving yourself the choice to say it's okay i think that's where the freedom comes word just quick question you need emotions <laughs> dick sorry did you pick up on it too i, I, I was thinking of something else no oh no. yeah i didn't even oh man that's good that's good you got me you got me but I guess you every time I can. Do we? Do you really think emotions are good and bad? I think they're good always. What? No. Like what? What do we think? No. Uh, I think are our emotions good, good or bad, or are they neither? I, I think it's would be easy for us to judge things of whether they're good and bad, especially emotions. However, if we just allow the emotion to exist, it's neither good or bad. It just is. So it's perception. So it's perception. It's everything's perception. So I like to think. Everything, eh, not everything, like hard drugs, maybe not. Like heroin, nah. But like most things, most, in moderation, in your control, are good. If you could control it, most things in this world are good. When you lose control and you do something sporadically or because it's extremely pleasurable, so on and so forth, that's when it becomes bad. When you have control over things, for the most part, they're good. Attachment. If you can control the attachment, good. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. Nice. It's a little, you spoke we're just, we're, the words we're just I was thinking. finishing each other's word. sentences. We're just on the same. I was about to say that, and you just said it. Word. We're, we're, we're going to end, end on that note, to be honest. We're getting... We're, we're 53 minutes deep. So. Oh, my God. What? I yeah, didn't, crazy. I didn't crazy. That Presence. But Type I do want to ask him one last question. Yeah, of course. Of course. Final words. This is my favorite part. Final words. Well, for now. They're not final. But just any last words for the for this moment. For this moment to the audience who's listening. Break free of the system. Word. The oh. bone. Yeah. We talked. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. <Damn right. laughs> oh, wow. That was... <laughs>